Hello, everyone, and welcome to an all-new Deep Cuts Live. I'm your host, Antoine Reed. We're coming to you uh, at a special time. Uh, usually, we do this a little bit later on in the day, but we have some special guests who are in another country. So it's our first kind of, I know it's not our first international, but it's one of our few international interviews that we've done. Um, so we're going to be talking to the two people behind Leif Finn's Lames, um, which is a accessory company. So cigar cutters that are not your typical cigar cutters and ashtrays and um, cigar cutters that are bracelets, uh, a whole bunch of other kind of cool stuff. So let me bring on our guests. Hey guys. Hey. Hi guys. You good? Hello. So I'm sorry if I butchered that name. Actually, you know, it's really funny because in the past, I would say a couple months, I have been actually taking French lessons. <laughs> so it's been a learning process. I, when I went through elementary school, we actually, for some reason, back in the back in the 80s, they taught us French. And now like the popular language here is Spanish. So um, I completely, I have it ingrained in my head somewhere. So I'm still trying to like, pick all of the elementary school stuff out and uh, learn the language again as an adult. So it's kind of, a, it's been a, a very interesting kind of learning, is, <laughs> learning experience. Uh, so hopefully I'll, I'll get everything else correct, but uh, thank you all for coming on today. You're welcome. That's, that's a pleasure for that's, us. Yeah, that's our pleasure. Um, yeah. We can have maybe a one hour session of French if you want to. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think people would, would enjoy me sitting here just kind of blankly staring at the screen saying like, what? like what's going on here? Um, yeah, okay. so. Maybe we can start with Le Fin Lam, which is, okay. which is pronounced Le Fin Lam. Actually, you don't pronounce every every letter in the name um because that's, that's how you um how you americans do actually you, you pronounce every letter in, in words and everything and we have a funny story about that uh, we, we have a friend who works for the west state who, whose name is rafael gros but it, it ends with a s but it's silent in french right but when you guys yeah when you guys call him it's rafael gross so it's it's always a bit uh disturbing for him but yeah, yeah. Hi, so, rafael. if he's watching us hi to yeah. <laughs> So that's, yeah, that's no, with that, that, um, that um, the, all the letters uh, are not silent in, in, in the U.S. But you can say it also a Spanish way, like Les Fines Lames, but <laughs> not the French way. <laughs> oh, so like I said, uh, it's, you know, last time I saw you two, we were at TPE in Las Vegas. So it's it's been a couple months now. and. Are you all planning to come out to PCA this year? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Pablo will be uh, at PCA for sure. Uh, and I might be at PCA. Um, I don't know, because uh, I've got some family things going on, like a baby coming in June. So, um... oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The last so thing you want to be in Vancouver. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure, sure you don't want to be all the way over in Las Vegas with the baby on the way because of. Uh, there's no way you're gonna like cross time zones and get get back there probably in time if you get a call that the baby's on the way. 
next year next year next year you will come <laughs> yeah well what i want to do with the the time that we have together today is i want to introduce people to you two and to what your you know the um products that you all make because i think it's really interesting in the cigar world especially you just think of cigars often and you don't always think of those products that you need or that will help enhance your enjoyment of those cigars so i think the accessories part of the, the business oftentimes gets overlooked because people think it's not as exciting but you all have made it exciting because you're not just making your, your typical guillotine cutter or v-cut cutter you're making uh, a completely different product so um i'm looking forward to kind of uh, yeah, interviewing. maybe, because, maybe yeah. because as french people we are really used to guillotine so we want, we want it to go <laughs> a different actually yeah. so yeah i can understand that <laughs> That's how we ended up making some knives. Cutters. I don't know if you can see them, but I've got a, a huge spot on the on the webcam. Yeah, and I have a but I have one here too that people might be able to oh, see no, a, little right. bit, a little bit clearer. So me too, me too, me too. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yes. So, so I started funny um, a few years ago. Maybe you want, you want me to explain how it went. Um, before we, we, we dive into the company, can you just introduce okay. each of you, introduce yourselves and just talk about what you do with the company or what your position is? Okay, cool. So I started the company a few years ago. I used to work in the, in the video game industry uh, for a few years in Paris. And then I, I went back to uh, my home city where I, where, where I was born, I'm sorry. Um, and then um, it was the time uh, social media uh, really took off and um, I, I put the knowledge I had in, in community management. At the time I, I was working on a big video game called Dark and Camelot. Was, I was a project manager on the European exploitation of the game then, back then. And so I, I just went to social media because there were, there were communities to, uh, to address and, and to uh, to handle, to, um, uh, to manage, actually. So, um, so uh, that's how I started my first business as a social media consultant. Um, and I, I helped other companies to, um, to create their, their, their own strategy on social media, especially, specifically in Instagram. So that's how I started. And, and then uh, a few years later, I had this idea of, uh, of a cutter uh, that would combine two of the objects I, I had with me all the time, the cutter and the knife. And so I thought maybe I should uh, put my set of skills to use on this project instead of going after more and more and more clients. So that's when I started, uh, six years ago now. And Pablo joined me uh, four years ago. Four years, yeah. So um, I'm, I used to do um, all, all that has to do with Instagram and, and social media and uh, web in general. Uh, but now we are a few people. Uh, I think we have uh, the, the... Nine, yeah, nine, nine persons yeah. come uh, on Monday, next yeah. Monday. So it will be the nine, nine employee. Uh, 
And now for two uh, two months, we have uh, we have um, a, a guy named Fabien who is uh, taking over this part for me. So I'm I'm not uh, I'm not focusing on, on operational tasks, and I I can go uh, on a more strategic level uh, to uh, to um, develop the company as, as we uh, as we want to. With yeah, and my part is sales. <laughs> so, yeah, I was into uh, fashion industry and jewelry industry. So that's why we developed the bracelet because we thought it was a very cool idea. Basically, it was Pierre ID uh, back in the days, and and when he when he introduced me to this uh, this new thing, this new idea, yeah, I want to develop a bracelet that can be a punch, a punch cutter as well. Um, you know, it was part of my decision to join him as a business partner to develop the company um, and help me help him um, develop the sales because um, my previous jobs was to handle international sales and develop uh, distribution networks for uh, premium brands, uh, especially in Northern Europe, uh, not very much in the US, uh, but I started with the Arabic market. So... When I met Pierre, uh, you know, he had these very cool ideas about uh, cigar accessories, very innovative in the cigar industry, uh, because I enjoyed cigars since uh, I was uh, 18 years old, I think. Um, so, yeah, I decided to work with him and let's go for this adventure. Yeah, I think that's, like I said, it's a very cool story because you two are kind of heading up this whole thing. Um, Pierre, like when you, I kind of, I know the story because I wrote a story on you all. So I kind of know some of these answers already. But for those people who have not read the story, um, you know, when you started this company, you, you know, I guess you could have gone the traditional route of finding investors and getting a whole bunch of people, you know, money kind of flooding in to create your product. But you chose to crowdsource. Like, yeah, could you just, absolutely. can you just talk about, crowdsourcing because it's not something that you hear a lot about today for some reason like you, you don't yeah. hear as much about crowdsourcing people always are i guess just looking for you know somebody to come in and fund their idea but you crowdsource so what what is crowdsourcing for those people who don't know and then how did you kind of set up that campaign because i think that's an interesting part of the story so, yeah. as well Actually, so all the, the the company started. You were right. Um, I I came from the the, CIA, the video game industry, and in the video game industry, it was really um, it was really uh, usual to uh, to launch crowdfunding campaigns and this kind of stuff to uh, to set up a new game because there are a lot of uh, really um, active communities in video games, and I think you uh, you know a bit about that because I think you are a gamer too. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so it's something that's that's usual in this industry, but it wasn't uh, usual at all in the the cigar industry, mostly because you cannot crowdfund uh, crowdsource uh, um, tobacco products. So uh, all that's left is cigar accessory, and there are only a few. Um, if, if you look at it, there are only a few uh, cigar accessory company. Uh, so I, I, I had this idea of uh, of crowdfunding the, the the first the first ever cutter we made it was a bigger version of the knife at the time, uh, much bigger than this one. Um, so, uh, so I started with uh, with a few um, 
with a few influencers as well to help, help me spread the world. I, I think there were 10 influencers on the, on the first uh, version of the, uh, of the cutter. Uh, so that's when also I made my first friends uh, and, and I made two friends on Instagram at the time because <clears throat> when I started um, in the cigar business, there, was, there wasn't much uh, things on Instagram, to be honest, six years ago. It was almost a blank canvas. So, uh, so when I started, it was really easy for me to um, to uh, to get the, the right people and get cool people to work with me. So, um, so the crowdfunding uh, works um, this way. Actually, you uh, just introduce uh, the community with an ID, and you tell them, uh, "I'm gonna make this if you uh, fund me uh, this amount of money." So. Um, Back to the basics for people who might not, not know anything about crowdfunding. So I started, and the first crowdfunding campaign uh, we made uh, a small amount. I, I think it was like 40k or something like that uh, in one month. And then we uh, we bought all the machinery to, uh, to to make the products. We set up the um, the, um, the workshop and and we uh, we crafted the the first product. It was all everything was. Crafted by hand by my former uh, former um, uh, business partner, the first business partner, Jan. Maybe he sees us tonight. Um, so Jan was making everything by hand, pedals uh, by pedals, like um, a, a true knife maker. So uh, so at the time it took it took a bit of time, and um, I think it was uh, it was delivered in four months or something like that. So that was still a bit long. And uh, when Pablo joined me, we started working on a new version, Le Petit, the, the small, small version. And we had, uh, we had some, some partners like banks, uh, like uh, associations as well, who helped us to gather the necessary funds to start the product, the project and start the manufacturing before ever launching the crowdfunding campaign. So we started the manufacturing and, and people were uh, receiving the products maybe one month and a half later yeah. when the campaign end, ended and when we launched this product it was a, a huge, huge thing and we made uh, I'm not good with numbers in, in English but we made 140,000 140, yeah. 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 Okay. I'm, not, I'm not good with large number I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> in five months so and also what's cool is that it's something um, that's a huge marketing fest, actually. Uh, there are a lot of people involved. It's brand new product. <coughs> Sorry, it's a brand new product. People get excited by the by the new product. So, uh, so there is something going on in the community uh, when we launch this kind of campaign, and that's what we did also for for the breastfeds. Um, but I, to be honest, I think it will be the last time we we uh, we make crowdfunding because. Actually, we, uh, we we produced everything before. It was just uh, just um, a marketing excuse uh, the film campaign. So uh, and it took us a lot a lot of energy because it's it's really uh, resource intensive. So uh, yeah, and so and we might not do it again. I think. Yeah, and the, and the other thing is now uh, we develop a three hundred and fifty point of sales in the world uh, in seventeen countries. So now it's a little bit difficult to justify, you know, a crowdfunding when you are now an installed brand, uh, 
people know you, people are waiting for new products. And so <clears throat> crowdfunding has this image of young company who, want, who, who have to get money to launch the production. So now I think it's, we started by that and now we want to develop other marketing strategies other than just crowdfunding. We have a lot of new ideas to come. Um, diversification wise, we have a lot of new projects um, we are working on. So yeah, crowdfunding was a uh, history and now uh, we are heading to the future. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean we don't want to, uh, to deal with the community um, uh, anymore uh, because we were born yeah. this way. So we are really grateful of the, the, the supportive aficionados that, that follows us and help us launch new products and everything. So we'll find some other ways that will still involve the community because that's our DNA, actually. Uh, we cannot do anything without the community. So it won't be crowdfunding, but we will find, find some new innovative ways to, to, uh, to um, gather the community around uh, the, the next product launch. Because yeah. that's yeah, what we like. And I think that's a, a good topic to talk about, too, is that you, you know, through Instagram, and your, your marketing, you've built a community around this product, which I think is because, as Pablo just said, you don't really need the crowd sourcing or funding to campaign to launch a new product now because you have this community and it's a global community um, built around it. So what have you learned? Because I think a lot of businesses kind of struggle with this idea of, of uh, creating communities and building, you know, a relationship with their customer that isn't just transactional. So what have you kind of learned about engaging with customers and just getting them excited about what you're doing? Very good question. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we say when we don't know what to answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's, <your turn. laughs> That's my turn. Okay. I, I take it. No problem. <laughs> so Mm, actually, it, it took many forms over the years. Uh, it's been six years I started, um, I started the company and I started the Instagram account as well. Um, I, I used to have my own Instagram account named Steven Seagal because Seagal in French, if you did your lesson well, you know that it's the cicada, the small cricket that, that lives in South of France. So that's a lady pun, but let's forget about it. Uh, so I had this uh, this account and I started with this account uh, posting daily cigar photo. At the time, um, there wasn't many people doing this, so uh, I grew up quickly uh, in, in number of followers and uh, I launched uh, I launched the company. So at first it was it was like uh, I'm gathering people around me and the entrepreneurship uh, story behind it. Uh, but now it's shifted to uh, to uh, the different kind of product we can have. So over, over the years, it shifted to, uh, to, to the company and the products because I'm no longer alone running the company. There is Pablo. We have nine people around us. Uh, everybody is doing an amazing job, and we are really blessed for that because uh, it's really complicated when you need to gather the, 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 right, the right people around, around you for, for projects to, uh, to evolve in, the, in, the, in a cool way. So we have that today. Um, the company is honestly the company is booming. We are really happy with that. So, uh, so today we are gathering around the product and also the community because we are gathering around um, 
the people we can repost on Instagram. Uh, they are part of our community. Community that's also a way for us to uh, to uh, show uh, our appreciation of the of the post they, they make for us. So that it, it it went we went from my content to uh, what I call UGC user generated content. Mm -hmm. So um, so that that how it evolved and how uh, we got the community growing as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, and yeah, and what, what we are learning uh, uh, as well is um, our community is not only cigar smokers that are end customers, they are all also uh, B2B owners, uh, retail shop owners, they are people from the industry. So, our community is, is made of everybody, and <clears throat> every piece of this community has a, a role to play in the cigar industry, you know. Uh, if he's smoking or if he's just a marketing manager or, or a owner. Uh, so <clears throat> we need to gather this community and, and we want to talk with everyone. So that's why we believe as well uh, in, in gathering the cigar community and making them go to the retail shops. That's, that's what, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the sales part. And that's one of my challenge is to, to tell people, to tell the cigar smokers, the online cigar smokers, to go to the retail shops, to visit the stores, to, to because, you know, we all, we all smoke cigars and that's a social activity. That's, that's the basis. So we, we are trying to develop also strategies to make maybe brick and mortar shops owner um, like more a... Uh, not, not I, I won't have the pretension to say attractive, but we need to say also to the online community, go to the cigar shops and meet people and share your passion with people. That's so important. And yeah, in the end, cigar smoking is social activity. You, you, um, you connect online and then you go uh, to uh, airs, to cigar lounges, to, uh, to places to have cigars together. It's, it's, Honestly, it's the best feeling uh, when we get to see you in Vegas TV yeah. for two years or three years. Uh, all the friends we have also in the cigar industry, uh, Erika, um, people from the brands, really well-known brands, uh, like um, plenty of people. I, I won't drop names, um, but it's 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 an in-person activity. And what's what's funny is, is that. Uh, when people just commented, Mohamed Janaga, so I'm saying hi to, to Mohamed, is, is part of our close uh, friends with whom we sport cigar in Marseille. So it's something you, you, you cannot do online. It's, uh, you can enjoy a nice cigar, you can post the pictures online, you can give people, uh, but you're still telling us, you can, can give people the. Um, the the, yeah, yeah, the, the, the desire, the desire of, of, of having the, the same cigars you. But in the end, the best thing is to meet those, those people. We uh, we had the, uh, one of the first gathering we had from the from the, the, the COVID. Yeah, uh, it was with Belarus in Paris, and uh, I was lucky to have uh, a few of the Instagram people that I know that that. Answered the call and came to the to the party at Balenos uh, office in Paris, and it was so so nice to see these people. Uh, some people I've been friends with on Instagram for six years, like uh, Robert, the cigar smoker on Instagram. Uh, we met we met there for the first time, and we were talking 
weekly uh, on Instagram. So uh, in the end, that's that's what what we uh, aim to do. We aim to bring people to places yeah. and to um, to uh, to have cigars together and to have fun together, and, and that's that's the that's the thing for us. Now, when, a minute ago, when you talked about retailers, um, so when you're dealing with retailers here in the, the U.S. especially, when you show them this product, and do they understand it? I'm not saying like, I'm pretty sure they understand like what it does, but I know that sometimes they get very stuck in the idea of like, what is a cigar cutter? And to them, a cigar cutter might be, like I said, the guillotine cutter or a V cut cutter or, or something like that, or something that you just hold between your fingers like this and, and, you know, do this action. And this is something completely different. So is there a, a like a learning curve or is there a barrier that you have to kind of get over to help them understand what makes this cutter different and something that they should actually carry in store? Uh, <clears throat> yes, uh, it's definitely a hard work. Because when you create something very innovative and very new that people are not used to, you need to explain. So it takes a lot of time to explain. It takes time. It takes words, but it takes also videos. It takes pictures. It takes uh, gathering. We said, you know, social. You know, a lot of people. Now um, we have a broker in uh, New Jersey, New York, and Pennsylvania. Is is um, Mo from uh, Tatuaje Cigars, and. The funny thing is uh, I saw he had a, a big knife uh, from us uh, and he posted it uh, on Facebook. So I, I just, you know, dropped, dropped a comment uh, saying, oh, you have one of, of our colors. That's really cool. And he said, oh, that's cool. And when we released Le Petit as a small version, um, I decided to, to just send him one just for him to try. And, and he received it the day of his birthday. And it was it was really cool, uh, and you know. So, so the thing is, he learned about Lefin Lam because somebody show, showed him the product, and and that's that's um, what our product is all about. It's all about you know. Oh, look at this color! It's really cool, and and if a, if somebody is really into the, our product and is really enjoying the product, it's new, it's innovative. It's a new, fun way of cutting the cigar, and it cuts very well. It's really sharp, I can tell you, because we have some feedbacks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but you know, when you have when you have a friend who's telling you, uh, you know, that's a really good cutter. You can, you should try it. Um, yeah, I can, I can lend it to you. Um, so that's you know, it takes time, uh, but. You know, innovative people and adventurous people like our product. And and the other thing is, um, we wanted to develop a product that is one one hundred percent made in France, uh, in the capital of Cutlery for six hundred years. Um, it's a small city in the center of France called Thiers, um, and and we wanted to have this a, a French cutter that is under one hundred and fifty dollars um, public price. Uh, and, and that's actually work. And uh, that, that was the, the aim of creating the smaller version. Yeah, yeah. actually it took time. It took time to install the product into the market. But as more and more people tried it and experienced the, the Lefinam cuts, 
it took off uh, really because we uh, I think we just made twenty two thousand of these. Yeah. So um, so it's not it's not a niche product. I I I, I re- well it's still a niche product, but I remember when I started the company we uh, we made like one hundred cutter a year or something like that. Mm-hmm. In in three years we made twenty two thousand of them. So uh, so it's the, the the curve has been really exponential. So yeah. Yeah, and I think, like I said, what I like about the Le Petit is that you can easily fit it into your pocket. You know, you can fit it into your bag or whatever, and it's just easy to to take around with you. And because it is not just a cigar cutter, it could come in handy in several different situations. Like if you're, I mean, because like, for example, when I get a package now, I usually don't open it with scissors. I open it with a knife of some sort so that it could be a box cutter. It could be, you know, it could just have so many different uses. So that's why I think that whole market is kind of untapped here uh, and interesting mm-hmm. because, you know, the everyday carry, as they call it here in the U.S. at least, is just, it's a growing market. People want to have, you know, stuff that they can fit into their pockets, they can fit into their purses, they can fit into their book bags or messenger bags and carry around, but things that will have multi-purposes as well. It's not just one one use out of it. And it looks nice, <laughs> which which helps too. It's not something that you're gonna, it's something that you will want to show off. Like it's a, what I call a conversation starter. Like you take this out at a cigar lounge, everybody's there is gonna be using a, a, a regular cutter and you pull this out. It's gonna elicit some conversation. <laughs> But the, the, the thing is, yes, um, it, it looks nice, it, it cuts well, uh, but you can't take a plane with that. But even, you know, the cigar cutters are really hard to to, to, um, to take on a plane or, you know, the TAC agent can be very, um, you know, annoying with, with carrying a, a cigar, cigar cutter, whatever it is. So that's why we develop the bracelet. Because we thought, you know, you were talking about everyday carry, and we thought, like, yeah, we, we all want to be uh, fashionable people. We, we love our, our gear, you know, we love to dress up. Um, and especially because our community is, like, uh, 70% between 25 to 45 years old. So we're talking also to the young generation of cigar smokers. And, and, and that's... that's uh, that's one of our, our target is to talk to people like us because I'm, I'm 36, Pierre is 40. Uh, we are the young generation of cigar smokers. So we want to have accessories that can represent our, um, our um, way of living. Uh, so that's why we wanted to have the fashionable, um, really nice uh, accessories that you can carry. So, and <clears throat> we tried with a TSC agent in Chicago, in Denver, in Los Angeles, and it was all right because you can, <laughs> with that, you can have a cigar cutter, you know, every day, every time with you, and that's really <laughs> it's like a demonstration. Stop being an Instagrammer. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, you know, I have this one here so people can kind of see it yeah. <laughs> a little bit clearer. And like I said, it's nice that you just unscrew it, and that's your, yeah. you know your punch and then you screw it back on and you just wear it as a bracelet. And like you said, you know, for, for people who, who travel a lot, um, 
it's always hard to travel with cigar accessories. <laughs> like you have to like really put some thought into like what you're traveling with and where you pack it and stuff like that. And I think every, every cigar smoker at some point has been in a position where they forget to put something onto into their check bag or something like that. And they get up to the, to the line and they're like, what is that? Like, no, you can't carry that. And then you had to get out of line and you had to mail it to yourself. And it's like this big cost and, or just talk it and stuff like that. So something like, like this, you know, and it, that comes with these other, you know, bracelets. Let me see if I can show people, but you know, you wear all the stuff. It's fashionable. Mm -hmm. It goes along with what you, you want. And like you said, and then you, you always have a cutter and, you know, it might not be like a cutter that, that you usually use, but a punch is just, you know, if, so if you want to do it, like a punch is a punch. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yes. the whole thing is to help you, like I said, be able to enjoy that uh, cigar wherever you are without having to worry about yeah. carrying around a cutter without having to worry about, you know, taking it in certain places um, and getting, getting it confiscated, <laughs> which would not be fun. Yes. Not only uh, with TSA and checkpoints and everything, you just go to a, to a party with friends, it's no way now. You have this on your wrist, you know you have a cigar cutter. You, uh, you don't need to uh, clutter your pockets with anything else. It's it's something that will save your life. So yeah. So it's um, <clears throat> I, I use it daily today. So um, I, uh, I I just punch my cigar as well. So. <laughs> the thing is, is one important thing to say also is uh, we wanted to develop cigar accessories that can fit also to women because more and more women, more and more sisters of the leaf are, are going to the cigar thing and the cigar industry as well is full of women and, and, and we enjoy, you know, being surrounded by every type of person uh, because it's an open community. Um, so we wanted also to have accessories that can fit to every, every, everybody. Um, and the thing is, we, you know, when we develop a product like that, we ask our mothers, our sisters, uh, our friends, uh, you know, and, and yeah. <laughs> and uh, we just ask, uh, do you find it cute? And they say, yeah, that's really cute. And you know, when, when you, uh, when a woman uh, can tell you, oh, that cigar accessory, that's cute, that's not very, uh, that's not too uh, bulky, that's not too ugly, I don't know, whatever they call it. Um, but I think we are in the, on a good path if, if, some, if somebody is telling you, oh, that's cute. And also, um, a large number of, um, of, of people that surround cigar smokers also um, make gifts to them. And that's a very nice accessory to give to somebody. Oh, definitely. Like I said, I think it's, I think where, where you all have a, a, a good hold on the industry is this idea of, you know, I think when people used to think of accessories, it was just something that you, you pull out and you use for like a millisecond and then you put it away and that's that, you know, but with your accessories, I mean, they're, they can complement your style. They can complement your personality. It becomes, like I said, a part of you. It's something that you want to show off. Something that, you know, if you are man, man, woman, whatever, you know, it, there's something within your catalog for everybody. It's not just one style. 
Um, it's just, like I said, it's very accessible <laughs> uh, to everyone. Um, the same goes for the ashtrays. We made some ashtrays in, in concrete uh, that are fashionable as well. So it's it's um, it's some kind of design object you can have home. You can put it on your on the, the table in your living room, um, and it's not the like the ugly ashtray with brandings everywhere or special material or something like that. It's something that if you put it on, on the table in your in your living room. Your wife won't be uh, won't be uh, afraid to uh, to leave it there. Actually, so it's something that can live with you uh, daily. So uh, so we always try to uh, to think of the of the products uh, that can blend into people's lives. Like bracelets, it's something that blends into your life. The, the ashtrays uh, they blend into your life as well because you you add them there. It's not something something as you say you pull out from. A few a few seconds it's something you have there and something you live with so uh it's it's the, the it's the idea we have of cigar accessories because it's 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 a lifestyle it's not it's it's not a hobby it's uh it's it's a real lifestyle so uh, it's something you um you invest into so uh so that's what we um we like uh when we develop new products we think of it and we, uh, we make sure that, that they will blend into your life. We want to make fun. Yeah. That's it. And we yeah. want people to have fun. I think that's an interesting, like, what is your creative process? Like, I'm sure you're, you're always coming up with different ideas for products that probably just, obviously, they just don't pop out, like, within <laughs> a week or it takes some time to develop those products. So... Like, what's what's your creative process like? Like, how do you come up with ideas, and then how do you develop that idea into a finished product? Staying up late, smoking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and sometimes I've been having uh, funny ideas. Um, I remember the time we uh, we sent the cutters into space. Uh, we made three cutters like like this. Uh, three cutters, uh, and we were sitting at the office. The first office we had with Pablo, it was like, I I'm sorry, I'm, I'm in Europe, so it's it, it, it was like 10 square meters. I don't know how much fit is that, I'm sorry. Um, but uh, it was a really small office, and uh, we were sitting next, next to each other, and we were looking for something to celebrate the 50th, 50th anniversary of Man on the Moon. Uh, I was looking at different kind of materials, like uh, like um, fuzzy, uh, yeah, rocket darts or, or things like that. And at some point, I just told Pablo, oh, come on, we are going to send them to space. Look yeah. at me. Like, come on. <laughs> how, how do you <laughs> want to do that? Leave, leave this glass. Leave this glass. <laughs> <laughs> and in the end, we, we, we did it because uh, we, find, we found a way. And it was surprisingly easy, uh, to be honest. So, uh, so it was a really fun experience and a really an opportunity to uh, to announce the product as well because it was the first time we revealed uh, the the new product it was with this video this old thing so sometimes it's just idea that, that comes and uh, that becomes an obsession uh, it's like the it's like a concrete ashtray uh, I was I was sure it, it would be a hit uh, and because I was uh, having mood boards of uh, 
of different kind of, uh, of furniture, of uh, materials and everything. And I thought it, will, it, it can be something, if we do it right, it will be something interesting. It's not like the ashtray that will stain and everything. So uh, we, we made it with some philosophy uh, in mind, like wabi-sabi, uh, the Japanese uh, philosophy that, that, uh, that relies on, on, the, on the, the effects time as an object. So we made it with this in mind. It's something that will evolve. It will get some patina. It will build a story with you. So um, so I was sure it would be um, something interesting. Pablo wasn't that sure at, yeah. at, the, at the beginning. But in the end... Uh, because of the shipping cost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it, it waits quite a bit. Uh, so uh, in the end, we, we tried it. We tried it with a really small amount. And in one week, everything was sold out. So... Uh, so we had to uh, uh, we had to uh, to uh, start manufacturing again, 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 and it's it's been a huge hit as well. So sometimes you just bet on things, uh, on materials because the design was quite quite um, uh, it wasn't really specific. It was something um, something that is nice. That's a nice design, but it's not something really eccentric. But material was something specific, so uh, so we just try sometimes to uh, to launch new product and see what how it goes, and it, it went well for the for, for every product we had actually. So that's a good thing. We still have to uh, still have to uh, to meet uh, a wall of uh, nope <laughs> uh, with a product. It's, it didn't happen yet. In terms of. Um... You have a brand that has a global presence. So how do you how do you take your your brand? Because you're based in France, you have product over here in the U.S. I'm sure you have product in other countries. What I'm, that takes a lot of work because it's only two. You know, I mean, you have a small team. You can't be I know everywhere at at, at the same time. So how do you build this business? And these products, and then get them into different international markets outside of France. Mm. So <clears throat> we rely on um, being curious about uh, people cultures, uh, people differences. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of geography uh, and and political science. Uh, so I like to um, to learn a lot about people, to talk a lot about people. Uh, ask them questions. You know, it's the same thing when we decided to to um, to try to um, go with uh, the uh, U.S. retailers. Uh, so that was the first time we met you at the TPE. Uh, we were there because we wanted to know how U.S. cigar smokers are and what they are thinking and what they are habits and how they smoke and where they go. And we were there like. You know, they, they, they told us, uh, oh, yeah, what's your story? Uh, uh, how, how are you, what's your doing here? And we said, yeah, I just want to listen to you because we don't know about you. So we want to listen. Uh, what's your story? And, and tell me about how is, how is cigar life in the U.S.? And that was the point. And, and after that, um, we're trying to, to build bridges, um, some of, of you know, there are some people who helped us a lot. I'm, I'm thinking just right now about Marco Bilic mm -hmm. from the Cigar Smoking uh, World Championship uh, because he's organizing a lot of events everywhere in the world. And, 
you know, that's, that's the same. We share the same philosophy about people, about meeting new cultures. Um, so Pierre is sponsoring, uh, was sponsoring, and is, we are still sponsoring the Cigar Smoking World Championship. Yeah, with this, you know, you have the logo here. Um, since uh, 2017, um, and when, when I joined, you know, I, I started to work with Pierre. I was like, okay, you're open to, to cultures. Um, let's travel, let's meet people. And so we met a lot of people in a lot of regions. So that helped us develop also a distribution, distribution network that is completely international. And we also have a very good uh, partnership with DHL Express. Uh, so we can send uh, our goods to 83 countries in the world at the moment. And, and also, you know, being present in, in 17 with point of sales. So it's, it's all about, you know, always sharing, sharing our passion. Yeah. And it, when, when you go to people being humble and saying, yeah. I, I don't know anything about you, just tell me about you. I, I, I want to learn. Um, it's something that, that, that works, actually, because if you go to people and they, oh, you are going to do this, 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 and you don't even know where they are, that, that cannot work. Yeah. So that was the um, that was um, the good experience we had from for the first TP we uh, we've been to. It was in 2019. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the one we met at, uh, and it was a huge a huge experience for us. And it was such a thing that so we are um, this year we are focusing on on, on structuring the company. And next year uh, we are aiming at opening an office in the United States. Yeah. Probably in Miami, yeah. So it's it's part of the plan. So um, because it's a, it's for us it's a, the biggest market. Uh, yeah. We we already are doing uh, forty five percent our of our sales in the US um, directly with our e commerce website, but also with our network of around sixty retailers in the US. And uh, Mo uh, is our brokers uh, is our broker in New Jersey, uh, New York, Pennsylvania. Uh, we are trying to uh, make deals with other brokers at the moment. Uh, we also are in the David of Chops. Um, so, yeah, it's very important for us to work uh, with the US, within the US. Uh, Lefinlam USA is very important to develop, you know, the audience of the brand uh, and, and the relationship with people, with local people. And also it's easy to ship the US from the US. That's also a big part of the of the whole picture. Well, it's not that we have a problem today shipping from Europe. Yeah. But it's sometimes some people think, uh, what what will happen if I have a problem with the other or, or anything? I'm telling B2B why not B2C because B2C no problem. Yeah. But on, on B2, uh, B2B, sometimes people just wonder. We just want to be clear with them. It's it's really easy. We take everything in charge, no, no problem, no, no problem at all. But still, it will be um, an interesting move for us to, uh, to set up a, an office in Miami, for instance. Yeah. Um, and it will help us to, uh, to, to have people on site and all the problems in the right time zone and everything. We are doing great today, but we, are, we will be doing better, even better uh, next year. And we like the U.S. and we like visiting and we like being present. Uh, we like the simplicity of the communication with U.S. people. Yeah. American guys are cool, you know, <laughs> they're really cool. <laughs> yeah. 
so we, we talked about your cutters and we talked about the punch bracelets and the ashtrays. Is there anything else that you all have, have coming out or that you're working on that people should know about? Uh, <laughs> you want all our secrets? <laughs> <laughs> well, this year will really be the year we are structuring the company uh, because we uh, grew up so fast that we cannot do things like we uh, did two years, two years uh, uh, earlier. It's, it, we cannot do uh, things this, the same way today. So we are structuring the company to go even bigger than, than we yeah. are today. Uh, and I think we'll be launching a new product. We can't tell much more at, uh, at the moment. Um, beginning of next year, probably. Yeah. Um, uh, we are French people. Uh, we have some kind of know-how in guillotine. So maybe mm -hmm. you should expect something in th this area. We know to cut. We know to cut. Yeah. <laughs> How to cut deep. <laughs> but well, yeah, yeah, but also structuring the company is one thing and also building a whole uh, diverse um, services. You know, we, we are not only into product because we are talking with a lot of brands, we did a lot of collaboration with uh, uh, Oliva, Koiba Red Dot, uh, with STG Group, uh, with Villa Casdagli, the boutique figure brand, Pladencia. Uh, uh, yeah, we, we love Pladencia, very good team. Uh, very good people. Um, Pernod Ricard, uh, the French uh, spirits brand. Alabana Club. Club, Bell and Ross, the watches. So we are developing a lot of partnerships with brands. So we want to develop that. Uh, it can go on products, it can go on strategies, it can go on communication. Mm -hmm. So we are thinking about a lot of diversification uh, because we have a lot of ideas uh, and maybe other things that other than cigar accessories. Maybe just as accessories also, it's a path to, to... Maybe eventually we are going to split the two with accessories on one side and maybe cigars on the other as well. <laughs> we are thinking about it right now, so... Um... Well, cigars, wow. From, from, from France is complicated. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. We're still thinking on, on the way we can do that because we, we know and have good relationships with a lot of people in the industry. Now, so uh, so I think we have some some kind of creative ideas that that could be implemented in the cigar industry yeah. that we've never seen yet. So uh, it's something we, we would like to explore as well. So uh, we're working on something. It takes time. It, it, it takes time to uh, to think about that to uh, to organize that and also to meet the right people and the people we want to work with uh, because we know a lot of people, but you know, it's also personal and human relationship. Uh, you know, if it's all about your opportunities as well. So that's why we are open to a lot of things. And uh, we just want to have fun in what we are doing every day. Uh, when we get up in the morning, we, we want to, you know, share the passion, have fun, uh, thinking about new ideas. And so we have an open road. Awesome. Well, at, at this point in the show, we usually turn it a little bit into an advice column for uh, other business people or entrepreneurs. So there's two questions that I typically ask to kind of close out the show. So I'll let you all decide who wants to answer uh, what questions or if you're going to add it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first question is, 
what is your why? So what motivates you to do what you do? Wow, that's a deep question. <laughs> um, how can we answer? We, so we can yeah. say money, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. Obviously, it's, it's, still, uh, it's still something, but um, as I told you, I, I, I used to be a salesman at first without making any accessories. Uh, I was just an aficionado. So uh, it's the passion that drives, yeah. drives us. Uh, it's also um, uh, provoking the, the meeting of people and, and getting people together. Uh, it might be in events or something like that, but also people uh, like like that girlfriend who will want to give a nice bracelet to his, to his boyfriend. So we are connecting people and we want people to have fun with the product we, uh, we, uh, we make, to yeah. enjoy them uh, and to... Um, and we, we, want, we want the products we make to, to have a special signification to, to the people. So that, that's, that's my personal drive uh, mm. in, in making this today. Uh, the, the thing is, uh, I consider that, you know, when you're, when you're young, uh, you're thinking about how opportunities can evolve in your life and you have multiple talents, like a painter, you have different colors. So just use the right one, choose, choose, choose them all, but find the right one, the one that can fit you and believe in yourself. That's the most important thing to do. Because when you when you completely uh, dedicated in what you are doing and you believe in what you are doing because you think it's the right thing to do, you know everything can go very well. And the one one uh, one big advice is choose the right person. Very important. Yeah. Get rid of the toxic guys. <laughs> believe in yourself. Yeah, but to go off of what you just said, Pablo, um, the last question is typically somebody comes to either one of you and they say that they have an idea for a business and may not be anything like the business that you all created, but they have an idea for a business and a product or a service and they have no idea how to get started. So what advice do you give those people out there who want to set out on their own, create their own business, launch their own product? They come to either one of you and they say, how do I get started? What do you tell them? Hmm, that's a very good question. Uh, <clears throat> I would like to say just, you know, get um, surround yourself by good people. I, I you know, I'm, I'm telling this again, but, um, you know, I had a lot of my, my color was hard working skills, um, good strategic skills and, and, you know, the ability of developing distribution network. But I didn't have any like products or, or I, I had a lot of ideas. I had a startup before that crashed. Uh, so I found the right person in Pierre to, uh, to partner with uh, business wise and, and to develop this, this idea he had. And when I met Pierre, um, he told me about what we, he was doing. And I said, all right, so I'm the perfect fit for you uh, to develop. A real company so my you know my advice is um, if you are alone you can do it alone but it will be very difficult okay so if you have a good connection with somebody let's go and and you know it's it's not about money because yeah you can make more money if you share from the beginning yeah um, <laughs> also um, you, you get thrown with the right people 
that's that's actually essential uh, not only business partners but as well uh, the, the good uh, like lawyers um, yeah. accountants people that will help you grow um, networking as well and also believe in yourself because uh, when you have an ID a lot of people who never did anything in, in their life will tell you oh, that's not possible will never succeed with that uh, Imagine I was starting with a, a knife to cut cigars. Uh, <laughs> imagine the number of people in my family who said, oh, I'm interested in product. Uh, okay, let's <laughs> see how it works. Uh, in the end, it works. So, uh, so I believed in my Heidi and I put the energy. Um, it was up and downs, uh, really deep downs sometimes, uh, but I couldn't have made this without the people around me and Pablo first as well. So, um, so I'm really happy you joined me because I, I didn't know anything about uh, commerce and, and um, sales and everything. Uh, I was like creative mind with um, with some kind of uh, social media proficiency, but I lacked all the um, the, the, the the knowledge of uh, developing the distribution network and everything. And that's what makes the company strong today. Uh, it's the conjunction of our set of skills mm. that, that makes it possible. We couldn't have succeeded uh, each uh, on, on our sides. It, 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 it was the, 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 the fact that we are together that, that made yeah. it work today. So you've got to believe in yourself. You've got to be prepared to take hard hits. Mm -hmm. And you've got to surround you with the right people, and sometimes even people you can cry on the shoulder too. So um, yeah, and I'm not talking about I'm not saying that uh, about Pablo, but like my yeah. wife, my mother, my friends. Uh, there was there was some point of the, the development of the company that they 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 just picked me up completely, crashed and puzzled. So. Yeah. Uh, so you've got to, uh, it's, it's, uh, entrepreneurship is, is, um, is a rewarding thing, but it, it comes also with, uh, some hard times and yeah. it, you've got to accept that it's okay. Yeah. It's, it's like, okay. it's like in sports, you can be the best basketball player. If you don't have a good team, that won't work. Yeah. If you're athletic at all, which I'm not, so <laughs> I have to take your word for that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've, I've had so much fun having you all here. Like I said, it's been a, a, a couple of weeks since I've seen you all, and I'm looking forward to seeing you again, whichever one of you makes it to, PC, to PCA. Um, but before we go, um, could you, since there are going to be some people who are going to be listening to this and they haven't seen the little banner that's been up on the screen the whole time, can you tell people how they can find out more information about you all? what social media they need to follow, uh, just give people that information. So the, um, the first stop will be uh, the website, lefinlam.com. So it's, I'm gonna spell it, yeah, I'm gonna spell it. L-E-S-F-I-N-E-S-L-A-M-E-S.com. So uh, just go there and um, you can follow us as well uh, on Instagram, uh, Lam. And, and subscribe to our newsletter yeah. because we, we are making much more quality content yeah. on our newsletter. That's excellent. Yeah, the, the guy we just hired, it's just 
the right guy. Mm -hmm. So uh, so so he uh, like revamps all the newsletter. We have got really cool stories now in the newsletter. It's not it's not only uh, sending uh, products links or something like that. It's stories. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, I want to thank you both for taking the time out of your schedule to come on today. I know. Yeah, you're in a, a different time zone, different country. So I'm, I'm glad we were able to make it work and have you all come on and share. And you'll have to come back on later on in the, in the year to uh, talk about all the stuff that we didn't get a chance to talk about in this hour. But I've always had fun running into you guys and chatting with you guys. And it's been a fun kind of friendship that we've, uh, whenever I yeah. see you at the trade show, it's always nice because I'm like, those are two guys that I actually know. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we really like you and, and it's a pleasure always to talk with you to spend time with you to make have, have love with you and, and <laughs> so really enjoy really enjoy this time yeah definitely thank you Antoine for everything uh, that, that you are doing uh, at uh, Tobacco Business Magazine and, and, and Deep Cuts and all the projects you're in uh, thanks a lot for that because it means a lot to us to be supported by people like you so, so we are very blessed by, you know, all this, this good uh, uh, support. Yeah, no problem. Feelings mutual. Cool. So uh, I want to thank everyone for watching today. So if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube or Twitter, make sure you hit that like button or subscribe button. And if you're listening to this on any of the podcasting platforms, just make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you can be informed of any time a new episode comes out. Um, if you have missed any of the previous episodes, all 80, whatever of them now, are on deepcutslive.com. This one will be up by the end of this week as well. So you'll be able to catch up on any part of this interview that you may have not, uh, that you may have missed, uh, or that you just want to watch again. So, of course, you will want to watch us three good-looking uh, people, one with a French name and two are, who are actually French. So it's <laughs> more than enough incentive, I think, to, to uh, rewatch this episode. So um, I want to thank our guests, Pierre and Pablo, again for coming on. And thank you all for watching. And until next time. Thanks a lot to everybody. Yeah. See you. Bye bye. <laughs>